Hey guys, this is Arturo, and I just want to promote a project that I've been working on. And if you are interested in fantasy football, particularly daily fantasy football, I've helped create an app. It is called FRS Fantasy Sports. It could be found on Apple or Android. Uh, we do things a little bit differently than FanDuel and DraftKings. We pick the stats. You pick the player that you think is going to perform best in those stats. We definitely have some unusual stats. Who will kick the longest field goal? Who will have the longest catch? Who will have the longest rush? This is what makes the game kind of fun. If you know the game of football and you're interested, check it out. It's FRS Fantasy Sports. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is episode 34, and we're going to talk about cancel culture in fighting. So cancel culture in fighting, cancel culture in MMA, cancel culture within MMA fighters. Uh, how do you want to start this? Yeah, I just think the idea of cancel culture is getting bigger and bigger, right? With people actually getting canceled for some of their beliefs. And then comedians like Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan highlighting it in their comedy specials or their podcasts or their radio shows. And sometimes I'm half and half on it where, yes, there's definitely a form of cancel culture, but then there's also boycotts and people just think I don't want to listen to that anymore, which is fair. And part of me thinks like that's capitalism. And then part of me thinks also some people want to kind of get canceled with like those quotation marks because it kind of makes them more famous. It's like, you know, they, they canceled me, right? And it's kind of like, you want to be the bad kid at school. It's like, were you actually canceled <laughs> or, you know, like you're just like kind of you're a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. You're a bad boy. Yeah. But, uh, I, there was just an interesting thing that happened with a fight this week, uh, this weekend. Uh, Cody Durden fought Keelang Aori, and he defeated him by unanimous decision. And after the fight, uh, Durden says, I knew he was going to be tough, but I had to send him back to China where he came from. And then there was like some awkward silence, like the crowd reacted a little bit. And then Cormier is like, all right, my man, congratulations. Give it up. <laughs> and then. But the whole send him back to China thing got some other fighters pissed off. I think Bilal Muhammad said something. Oh, wow. Casey O'Neill, Jeff Molina. Not like Dean Thomas. I guess he won't be getting those IG followers now. Damn, I I didn't know it was. So, okay. So these fighters were against what he said? Or were they just... um... Or were they just like kind of like shocked and just kind of like it went over their head in terms of... um... What was the purpose of it? Yeah, they were upset by it because they tweeted about it. So okay. they like listened to it and then they, they they felt enough to write about. It. Obviously, tweets are also just before writing used to be like, oh, I kind of want to make it permanent. Now writing is also like, oh, well, these are my thoughts. I'm just writing, you know, mm-hmm. so so maybe they had different times to reflect. I know when I first read it, part of me was like, yeah, that feels kind of cringe, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, in typical cancel culture fashion, I read more about it and then I was like, oh, wait up. Okay, now this is like a little bit more because then you find out during the weigh-ins, Cody tried to shake his hand and the guy didn't want to shake his hand mm. and kind of just looked at like the photographs. So Cody tweeted, listen, the guy was disrespectful and wouldn't shake my hand at the weigh-ins. After beating him, I simply meant he could go home wherever that may have been. But he did say, "Go." I'm going to send him back to China. 
And I apologize if I offended anyone. That certainly was not gotcha. my case. He was Chinese. Yeah, he was Chinese. Okay, all and right. also, and one more because it would have been much worse like, if he wasn't was, right. If he was some other type of Asian ethnicity, and he's like, go back to China, then you clearly know he's like racist. But if he would have said like, go back to New Jersey, go back to anywhere, like, is it? See, okay, I, I love this as a geography question because I, I should ask my students this. <laughs> is it more racist if you say, like, if he's Japanese or Vietnamese oh, or Korean? Sure. Is what then you're he's saying. Just, yeah. Like, go back to China. You're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. There, but see, the funny thing. That's clear. I, I also, Dave Chappelle used to make jokes like that because Dave Chappelle's wife is Filipino. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he went to, I think there was one joke. I'll probably, I'm probably going to do it justice. So it'll sound more racist. But, uh, He's like, he's like, I went to a Korean store and he's like, told the guy, like, he said, yo, you're Korean or something. And the guy goes, no, I'm Japanese. What, you think we all look the same? And then Dave Chappelle goes, yeah, motherfucker, I think you all look the same, you know? And then, and then like, I don't know, everybody in the audience obviously laughs. It's Dave Chappelle, you know? It's just mm. like, things change over time. Yeah. And even in this like quick 10 minutes, I was like, okay. Because then he also starts talking about, well, it's either I feed my family or he feeds his family. Like, you know, that's what Cody's saying, like in the interview, Mm -hmm. you got adrenaline pumping. You just fought the dude. You didn't like him for a second, you know, because he didn't shake your hand. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to judge like hate or whatnot. But part of me thinks like, well, if they're going after comedians, which is also hard to judge and they go after like tweets, which is also somewhat hard to judge. Fighting also seems like the type of thing where they could be like, I don't like these people. Like, look at these like brutish motherfuckers hitting each other, you know, and then also saying, I'm going to send you back to China. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like to me, I didn't see this. So it sounds like to me that it's just like, you'll go back home. It just so happens that China happens to be his home. Like if it was if he clearly like misidentified or typecast them into another Asian ethnicity or if he said something more derogatory about China or Chinese people, then I'm like, OK, yeah. But it doesn't sound like, I don't know, it sounds like he apologized for it because people didn't take it the right way. I also don't think it matters if they weren't Chinese or not. Like, if he thought they were from China, then that that's okay. And they happen to be Japanese. You know oh, what I mean? Like, made, like an honest mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It could just be like naturally, like a little ignorant. Like, oh, yeah, I thought you were from there. You know, like I'm Indian. But if somebody thought I was Pakistani, like. I wouldn't take like, oh, my God, like, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, at that point, it's like, oh, you were kind of close. You know, you're in the same part of the world. Yeah. It would be like saying like somebody from New York, be like, oh, I thought you're from New Jersey. Like, maybe they might get oh. pissed a little, but it's I like, get that all the time, actually. That you're from Jersey? Jersey and Boston. I'm like, whoa, whoa. And that pisses you <laughs> off a little? No, it doesn't piss me off. I just always make it a point because I'm like, no, 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 no. Jersey people will say they're from New York, but they're not. Yeah. And then to go deeper, the New York people from New York will be like, oh, Staten Island's not part of New York. Yeah. Right. So then it goes even deeper. Like people will claim certain like territories and places. Gatekeeping everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but that's what makes it so easy, though, I think, for uh, whatever you want to call it, cancel culture or just like uh, controversy mm-hmm. to happen because there's like so many different ways you could take it, you know? And it's just like you yeah. saw it with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I've been just following it through memes, but it's just like everybody has their point yeah. and that they hold on to that point. And then like, that's the point, like, oh yeah. And when it comes to fighting, like, I just think it's interesting because sometimes I look at martial arts as it literally brings a lot of people together. There's like black, white, Asian, like 
we, we were fighting like cops. There's like a cop that was rolling on the mats the other day. And someone was like, wait up. I can choke out this cop right now. Like, but everybody was like kind of <laughs> laughing, you know, like it wasn't like so serious. Like it's like a bunch of potheads, you know, and it's like, oh, now I get to like wrestle a cop a little. Like it was fun. That's you know funny. what I mean? Yeah. That could never happen in the street. That could never happen anywhere. But I feel like martial arts has that ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But I could also see a lot of people not understanding it and being like, well, look at these people, you know, like, and then saying, send them back to China. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not going to sell everyone. I don't know. People will always look at violence or like even martial arts as um, beneath humanity. And so like, as soon as they find something incriminating, something even slightly racist, something, anything like, oh, yeah, well, it's just these big bunch of brutes being violent and killing each other. We should stop this. It doesn't help. So the question I want to ask you is this, though. Do you think the average practitioner, so say we assume the average practitioner is like a male. Okay, of course it's a male. Yeah, it's of course it's a male. Between like 18. Oh, that might be and- sexist of me to say, though, right? Yeah. I know, that's what I said. So even often <laughs> you know, we phrase things sometimes. But all right, the average participant is a male, average, right? Yeah. yeah. And let's say they're between like 16 and like 34. Yeah. Do you think on average they are less racist and cancelable, cancelable <laughs> than the average other member of society that doesn't fight or train or more? Like Or the same. Just or you people. think they're the same? They're just people. But if you had to answer better or worse, like what would you say in terms of like their open-mindedness oh man i don't know if you're looking at the average person in martial arts comparing them to the average person not in martial arts are they different in terms of potentially being politically incorrect is that what yeah racist whatever you want to do it's sexist like an asshole like you know like cancelable that's why i said because it's like a little bit of gray area you know there's no specific thing so like i just wonder because they would say i don't know man what happened? I don't think it's different. So I don't really know. I don't think it's better or worse. You don't think it's better or worse? No, nah, I, don't, I don't think like the martial arts affects that realm. Hmm. I think it does a little bit, but I think it, does it might. It, yeah, I think I just, it does it in an ironic way. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, saw, I saw a meme today where it was like uh, some guy on Twitter wrote like people will say they're racist, but this will be their friend group. And they showed like a Japanese samurai and then uh, like a Taliban fighter, <laughs> like, like, you know, like an Arab dude, and then like a, mil- a U.S. military guy. And just like it was like diverse people, but radical diverse people, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like you can't be racist. And then somebody commented like, no, no, this is modern times. You're not racist to random black people. Now you're racist to your black friends. And I thought, mm. like, I don't know, it's just like imparting like all this like humor yes. towards like, and part of me feels that way a little bit about like at least some of the jujitsu crowd or whatever, where sometimes I think we're like a little off, like with like flat earth theories. And it's like, no, no, oh, yeah. I did the science. I did this. I did that. And I think like sometimes in their minds, they are like a little like racisty, but in their actions and who they hang out with, them or who they surround themselves with. They're not at all because everybody's like on the mats together. And so it's like almost ironic. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I could be that. But really, you're not. You know, I don't know how to explain yeah, that. that is, that is a fun. weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It makes you wonder, like, if if jujitsu people, boxing people, all these martial artists, 
if they sat in a room and talked more, would they become more enemies? Like we're friends of, because of this common bond and we find things within this common bond and go from there. But what, but what if we find our uncommon bonds and then go from there? Like, I wonder. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I always said this. I, when I was training jujitsu for like two years straight and Sambo, like, and I felt like I started to really, these were like my newest friends I've made since like high school or college or work. Mm -hmm. And we never asked each other about really what we did. I didn't really know anything about anybody's life, like married kid, like people would barely mention it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I like these people. Like, and I love them. And then when COVID happened and people were just like texting through the chat, people started hating each other. Like it was like about like the police brutality. And I get it a little bit because these are passionate subjects, mm -hmm. but like people started being a little bit like, all right, this guy's like a little off or this guy's like a little weird or this guy's a little hippie, like whatever. And I think it kept going. And then I felt like the chats died down. Mm. And then now the last few months, since like everything has been back, nobody gives a fuck about anything or any of the chats. Like everybody's like happy to be rolling again. And so I think it's like some of those things too, where you like reevaluate what is actually important and not important. And sometimes yeah. we just sound worse when we tweet, you know, or say something. For sure. And I think, especially during that COVID time, like you, you remove martial arts from some of those guys' life, it's going to get a little dicey. You know, like some people really need martial arts. And so the things they might zero in and hone on are not the typical things that they would, especially COVID. I think we all focused on a lot of things that like, not were like time dumps, but like, not the best interpersonal connection. I think time dump is a good response too, or killing time. Maybe. Not, that yeah. like, not that it's a bad thing, but I'm on my phone a lot. Like, I don't know, like mm -hmm. eight hours a day or whatever. So either it's like work or fun or reading or stock, st stock stuff. Mm -hmm. And I asked my students to do the, do the test and they're just college kids, like uh, do the screen recorder or whatever and tell me how many hours. And like a lot of them were like eight to 12 hours a day, which is like mm -hmm. their waking hour. Like, yeah, it, it's like 80, 75 percent of your waking hours or whatever. But if you figure like, all right, I do an hour and a half of jujitsu. You have to drive there, drive back. That's like three less hours on the Internet, you know. And if you do that like three times a week, that's like 10 hours a week. And then now maybe you have an extra hour. You're bullshitting with your friends. That's a good point. So that's like 12 hours like that adds up then like uh, after a month, that's like three full days of more clarity than just reading bullshit. You know what that's I mean? Funny. I wonder. That's funny because it's like, <laughs> are we going to start doing hobbies just to get ourselves away from the phone? I don't I don't think it's just to get away from the phone. No, it's not. But is is that a benefit by itself? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think hobbies are to deal with the existential crisis of what is the meaning of life. So you just do as many hobbies as possible sometimes because it's like, if you sit around all day, what are you thinking of? Like World War Three, like my wife, my kids, like stress, like, am I going to die soon? I don't know. Like, isn't like life so heavy sometimes where you're just like, I got to watch some comedy or something, you know, mm -hmm. or fight or smoke a joint or have a beer. Like you can't be so deep all day. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people get into martial arts and stuff, especially sparring, because it puts you like, right now yes like you're not thinking about the past you're not thinking about the future like you're not thinking about even like two minutes from now you're thinking about just this moment yeah for somebody like me i need that like i'm thinking about world war three like yeah russia like putting troops like on the border of ukraine you're not the only one i think I, I think everyone needs that i think just people need varying degrees of it yes yeah 
And I, I guess just to like relate it to like the cancellation thing, like when we're not doing it, we're just angry. And I think people are more like ready to cancel people. And I'm not even talking about like people that do real fucked up shit that are like assaulting people like Harvey Weinstein or whatever. But I'm talking about mm-hmm. people that say like, I'm going to send them back to China. You know, like it, it wasn't yeah. the best thing, but it's not like also like, all right, now I know you're a piece of shit. Like it's you just fought for like fucking 15 minutes. Like, you know, you were a little pissed. You didn't shake your hand. Like, I kind of understand that it's a lot different than the headline. If you were in the past, right, like violence was like normal, like you challenge someone to a duel and you just shoot them. Right. Yeah. Like, and then we got away from that. And then people just basically fight each other. Now we're getting away from that. Like there's like you can't even like touch someone now without it being like, oh, my God, you're so wrong that it's beneath you. Like, do you know what I mean? And so maybe now all this stuff is pent up. And maybe that's what manifests cancel culture. Like people have to be people have to take out some of their aggression somewhere in some way. Maybe that's how people do it now. I know that's definitely how people do it. And I don't know if it's uh, in some regards, it's your right to do it. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. And people could decide like, all right, I agree. If enough people tell Netflix do this or we're going to unsubscribe, then it's just capitalism where they're going to be like, all right, whatever. We're. But it's not enough because Chappelle brings in more. So who gives a shit? Right. But, or if Nike but, wants to fighting, decide I would it like to... themselves, you know what I mean? Like if Nike's like, yo, we stand by this. Okay. That's their choice as a business to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So people are going to choose whatever's the bottom line or whatever, but I could definitely see more stuff like happening like this with the UFC and fighting in general, because people also do stupid shit, maybe CTE, like people get hit in the head so much, like mm. they just do more uh, insane things like Conor McGregor. Like, mm. I don't think all the people in Ireland love what Conor is doing for their people and like the culture, you know, like it's, he's like reckless. And mm. so I could see in the future more and more people talking shit about fighting where kind of, you know, now, like, I think like it looks cool in your dating profile if you do jujitsu or something like that. People are like, oh, cool. Like you're athletic, like you have like a hobby, like you have something. I wonder if in the future it'll start to have like a negative taint. Because like going like, to jail oh. or something? No, like being a jock, like being a dumb jock or something. Oh. Like, not like seriously no, bad. Cause... More just like a negative, like, oh, like that's what you do. Yeah, but you know what? That's like your own self-filter then. Like if people have a negative viewpoint of that, it's just ignorant. And you're like, all right, well, I don't really want to hang around ignorant people like that. Yeah, because I look at fighting as so multicultural. Mm-hmm. Like th- there's no way uh, that guy Cody hasn't been training with like Brazilians, you know, mm-hmm. or like like black people, Spanish people, Mexican. People. Like you're yeah. just getting, you're going to meet everybody, mm-hmm. especially in MMA because, oh, you want to do boxing and what are you going to say? Oh, no, but I don't want to train with black and Mexican people, you know, or like, <laughs> I don't like you got to do jujitsu or wrestling. And it's like, oh, no, I don't want to train with like Russians, you know, that might be commies or like Iranians. Like everybody's so good at everything mm-hmm. and different areas of the world have their own specialty, which is awesome. Like, I think it would be such a disservice if they ever tried to cancel it, like and cancel some fighters, because it's like some people just don't know how to express themselves. But the reality of fighting is so pure in the I always bring up this story in the Olympics. They tried canceling wrestling or they did cancel it for a couple of mm-hmm. Olympics. They planned to and then they brought it back. OK, but the Iranians, the Russians and the U.S. happen to be three of the best wrestling countries in the world. And all three of the wrestling teams in those countries got together to be like, yo, 
no. Like, we, we want to wrestle each other. And they're, like, mortal enemies, like, in terms of, like, movies and whatever. Like, you know, like, threatening to invade Iran and threatening to invade Russia. Mm. Where, to me, this is, like, Troy, where it's, like, our best versus your best. And we have these people fight symbolically. Like, that's fun. Mm. There has to be some form of fighting, right? With humans, I think. Like, yeah, in I general. think, I, I mean, I'm of the idea that there should be more. I think, um, I think people spend a lot of time in the comments with a lot of hate. And even if they're not like commenting and disliking, they're building their own insecurities more and more online. Cancel culture is growing more and more. And I think all of that would be minimized if they got into like some real like hobbies. And I'm not talking about like hobbies like you're playing Sudoku or something. I'm talking about like hobbies that like really put you into the now, you know, like it's got to be something physical. I think you yeah, have like to do something athletic. I think you have to do something with where time is like impending. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I think there's a big overlap between fighters, yoga people, snowboarders, surfers, even mm -hmm. like those tightrope walkers, like those slackliners, like those yeah. hippies, like anybody that's doing like those things that are difficult and outside or with others, you know, like it, it makes them better hikers, you know, yeah. like there's definitely an overlap where you start to see those people doing it more and more and more and more. And I think it's like, yeah, psychologically so valuable to be a little bit more, you know, I was going to say disconnected, which is just crazy because now the default is yeah. that you're connected. And before the default was like you connected to nature. Yeah. You now connect to your biology. Is, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it, I don't know. I feel very like a little. Sometimes I go, oh, I'm going a little insane. Like I'm addicted to this, like the scrolling, <laughs> this learning, like what's this next piece of knowledge I'm going to get? Like, is it really valuable? And then, mm -hmm. then I'm at the gym and like two hours passes by and I'm like, oh, yeah, awesome. You know, I just feel so much better. But yeah, I, I would give like Cody and some of these people, I give more benefit to the doubt of fighters that say stupid shit than I, mm -hmm. than I would like a businessman that says stupid shit. Yeah, I mean, there has been some fighters that have said some bonkers shit. I remember Mike Perry dropped the N-word once. <laughs> but Mike Perry? He's crazy. Black card, they say. <laughs> I know, yeah. He is really funny uh, outside that one incident. Um, yeah, gosh, he's nuts. I don't think Mike Perry means it, though. Like, when he says the N-word, he doesn't. He wasn't calling somebody the N-word. He just said it. Right, but it's still, still not appropriate. Yeah, I know, but I love Mike Perry. I feel like Mike Perry's just like I think he's, he's battling like, CTE right now. Yeah, and he's just like reminds me of like a stupid, funny college kid that's got talent. Like, you know, like whatever. He, that is nobody him, taught yeah. him public relations, you know? And mm -hmm. like what's right or wrong. Like if Mark Twain's allowed to say shit sometimes, like Mike Perry's like is on his own. Mm. I don't know. It's just his way of expression. It's clearly not like appropriate, but it's not worth being like. Dude, Mike Perry, like you're such a bad person. You know, I like mean, I feel my favorite fighting moment that wasn't in a fight, like it happened like in a UFC, was Mike Perry coming out to the Halo song. Well, he yeah, thought Beyonce. it was gonna be the Halo theme song, and then there was Halo by Beyonce. He's like, <laughs> What? Not this? And then just starts belting it out, singing it on his way to the cage. Like he just goes with it. And <laughs> I like this. It's amazing. He's the man. Yeah.
Yeah, Mike Perry. You gotta have a sense of humor. I think that's like another thing too. But I don't know. People have things happen in people's lives too, where they lose the sense of humor and they have to be. Uh, I don't know. You have to understand where they're coming from. Sure. Uh, but I get it too. I feel like I, I get like a little bit of all sides. There was a cop in Alabama, and there was like this seventy-year-old Indian man walking, and uh, the Indian guy didn't really know English that well, mm-hmm. and the cop like literally fucking threw him to the ground and broke his neck. Like he was mm-hmm. in the hospital for like six months, and and the cop was uh, nothing happened to the cop, and I'd be like, yo, if that happened to my dad or like something, like I'd wait five years and I would burn the guy's house down. Like I wouldn't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Like I would come up with the best plan possible after five years. And I don't know if I would want to kill the guy, but I'd want to definitely ruin his life a little bit, you know? And I don't think that makes me anti-cop. I think that makes me like uh, anti-asshole, you know? And then like, but I felt so connected to that, but I'm Indian, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. black people feel certain connections to certain things and white Mm -hmm. people feel certain connections to certain things. Sure. And I think a lot of these hobbies, if they could bring different people together, like kind of will help you relate. Like, I think that's why like a lot of athletes and like sports teams are like, Oh, I get where this is coming from. And they don't hate each other. So I think that's also why we like fighting too. And we should make that distinction. It's like, if you're playing volleyball, you're not really going to find people from certain ethnicities playing that or like even like football. Like, all right, that's pretty American thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But fighting is a universal language. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pretty point much. Too. Yeah. And that, that I think more than any other sport. I mean, you could say wrestling. Sure. That that fits. But it's all going to be like combat sports that are the most international. The most, except soccer. Okay, sure, soccer. But, and those soccer people are pussies. So I think it's interesting to like <laughs> that. That male soccer players are pussies, but female soccer players are tough as fuck. Yeah, I I think that's like so ironic. You know what I just heard recently, and I just found this funny. Getting away from fighting a little bit, but I don't know. It's all part of this. So <laughs> they're like, you know how to tell if someone's American? Have them throw a ball. And I'm like, what? They're like. Dude, in European countries, they can't throw. They're just so used to kicking. If you watch them throw, you'll totally be able to tell right away. They don't throw. And they would I definitely that... throw two-handed, overhand, two-handed, right, right, overhand. Right. Uh, well, no, tell them to throw something with one hand, and like you'll be able to tell if he's American or not. And I'm like, oh, that's really funny, because like everyone in America grows up throwing something. And and there's something beautiful about that difference. Right. That yeah. like each one has their own style. That's why fighting is also still like a little like sec. It's like, yo, the Muay Thai guy, like, you know, like does that right. time like that's sick. Like there's something like blood sport about it. Yeah. It's also like you're bringing your country's significance and strengths to your fight game and you're going international with it. But there's something unifying about it in that, like everyone is doing their thing in that. Yeah. Like yeah. the Iowan, Iowan. Iowa? How do you say like yeah, like but the guy from Iowa that's just like yeah. a fucking cornbread wrestler, you know? And like mm-hmm. him going against like the Thai guy. Like that was one of the things that was like so sexy about the UFC. It was like, holy shit. Now it's you know, you I think there's a lot of overlap with like the UFC in the world, right? The world is getting more globalized where everybody's like listening to the same stuff and eating the same things and sharing the same things, and it's yeah. the same thing fighting where Everybody knows the same techniques now, but there's still subtle versions. For those of you guys out there that are like that love food, you should just go on like Amazon or whatever. Well, fuck Amazon, but somewhere else where you can get uh, 
like potato chips from all over the world. And each one has their own particular flavor. And it's like fun to be like, oh, this is what, like, you know, in Mexico, they have their spice. In India, they have their spice. Like everybody has their cool. version. Yeah. I think that's kind of like how it also relate fighting to like, it's still yeah. potato. Like, everybody knows how to do it, but they have their own subtle little mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. Like that. So do you see with, in terms of cancel culture, do you think that there's a possibility as these fighters get more and more CTE that becomes more prominent, that becomes more well known that some of these fighters like a John Jones, for instance, if that negatively affects the sport, to a means of canceling it. I don't know. It's tricky because UFC was so was canceled in the beginning. Like John McCain called it a human cockfighting. Like mm-hmm. Trump was actually one of the first people that allowed uh, MMA fights in his like hotels, like in a, in a decent establishment. Like that's why he's such good friends with uh, Dana White, and mm-hmm. he is a friend of the sport. Um, like he did care about it for like a long, long time, mm-hmm. uh, and he just. I just know some people like look bad upon it. But if you look at the NFL, there was a guy, Zach Stacy, that absolutely fucking abused and beat the shit out of his girlfriend. It was a horrible video. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of people saw it and people will be like, oh, my God, like, look at these motherfuckers. But th- maybe there's just so many football players. It just dies out because the majority of the football players are good. But there's been a lot of stories like that. I feel like in the NFL of like some bad people doing bad things. But in, in the UFC, I think it's just so much more visible because UFC fighters, they don't have helmets covering their faces and body armor. You just see their face, like their bodies mm-hmm. and fighting and, and, and they're associated with fighting. And so if they start doing more shit that's reckless, like John Jones and McGregor, which it is interesting. Like, more. It could what? It gets flagged more, you're saying? Like, there's yeah, more like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I could see it getting more flagged. Yeah, Plus maybe people are going after celebrities and I hate celebrities too. So it makes sense. You go after celebrities like celebrities have been deified too much, mm-hmm. like treated like gods. But well, so, so we see NFL going the route of making the game softer and softer as a means of, you know, uh, preventing CTE. Uh, we got roughing the passer defense, uh, pass interference, um, face masks, all these rules, the horse collar, um, the illegal, what is it called? Uh, when you illegally, like uh go for the legs like you're 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 diving low you can't do like they've done a lot of things you can't touch the kicker like they've done a lot of things to prevent injuries especially as it relates to cte and um you can't have helmet to helmet do you think ufc or mma in general goes this route if they find cte being something that becomes very prevalent in their sport no and first i'll add why i think because i don't think the NFL did any of these things just to make the sport safer. They're doing it to protect their investment. The first rules were made to protect quarterbacks because they pay quarterbacks $25 million. So this is all capitalism. But it aligns with it. Correct. So you could. Okay. So my question would be, yeah, it's not for the good of the people. Sure. But do you think the UFC will go that route also for those same reasons? No, because it would hurt the UFC's bottom line. Because what are you going to do? Okay. Not hit people in the face? So well, it's like, it's about the money. And so I, mean, I think the NFL does it to protect the money. And the UFC is going to continue it to protect the money. I mean, would you imagine? I don't know. Okay, how about this? How about I'll just draw lines for you. Let's see like where you would cut it off. So we don't have knees to the head of a downed opponent. What if we took out elbows? Would yeah, you still I don't watch know. it? I, to me, the most dangerous part of 
UFC and, and I don't even I'm not saying I'm right, but to me it's like the broken bones, like mm. like arm bars and like fucking kicking and like breaking your shin on somebody's knee, like brutal shit like that's well, you can't take out subs. Like what are you gonna like yeah, you know what I, I mean? Well, I would I would argue you have the time to tap for most of these things. I know, but in most of these situations where there's like cancel culture type things, most people don't understand a lot of things. That's true. And so they just will say things like, well, why not this? Like, why not that? Okay. Well, as regards to CTE, the subs aren't really contributing to that. So like I'm saying, I'm going to see where you're drawing lines. So if I was, you know, MMA rule maker right now and I took elbows out of the sport, are you still watching? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what if I took kicks to the thigh out? Are you still watching it? I'm uh, yeah, because I I'll, I still will watch the wrestling match between like Kamzad okay. and all right. Jack so here I'm I'm gonna go. So, okay, so what if I took away elbows and kicking of the legs completely? I, yeah, what I'm saying I'll keep watching it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, eventually you're gonna say no, so I'm just gonna find out when that point is. I was thinking about it today. If they just did all the UFC guys arm wrestling, I would definitely watch that. Like I want to know <laughs> who's the best arm wrestler. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. <laughs> even if they did a thumb war i think that'd be hilarious like i okay. want to see who wins well like, i mean the- so it seems like then it's probably a good idea to start instituting more rules because if you're know. still gonna watch if, if okay if you're the average fan let's just say and the average fan is still going to watch and we keep the fighters safer it's probably the route to go right like that that's your cost benefit analysis right i mean if you're the average yeah. like what if all the fighters wear headgear still gonna watch oh no that would hurt me more than anything anything that you said for some reason headgear makes me feel too much yeah that that's like wearing like 10 condoms you're not gonna enjoy it okay what if mma guys had to go to natural eight ounce gloves or 10 ounce gloves like boxing gloves almost but then you can't grapple Uh, they'll make it like you can have the fingers it's just like a big puff or something i would still watch it yeah of course Okay, what if you didn't have the fingers? What if it was only in boxing gloves? Then it's just boxing, but I, I would still watch boxing, which it's is like annoying. But okay. Right. So it's just like... So yeah, I'm, a, I'm interesting. Like, what if what if the fighters wore shin guards? Like old Pancrase days, they had to wear shin guards. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying is like, there probably are rules. That, I, that's what I think. Because like the NFL is following this route. I actually think, you know, like the NFL is many years ahead of MMA. I actually think MMA is going to follow this route. And I don't... I'm not saying I think it's either good or bad because some of these things I'm like, ah, I, I want that. And some of these things I'm like, oh, all right, I get it. But I actually think MMA will probably go that route over time. I think the number one thing they should do is just give everybody fucking insurance. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> like, like, why not just do that? But that's what I mean. It's like all economic basis. Guy will just give them these like little shin guard. Like, it's not like that many people are breaking yeah. their fucking shins. You know what I mean? But they'll do stuff like that to give the impression mm. of safety rather than just give everybody do you think there are a lot of fighters or potential fighters that stop fighting or don't get into fighting for that risk of like oh the insurance there's no there's no guarantee i'm going to get hurt it's going to cost too much 100% john jones is probably the greatest fighter in the history of mma in some regards right he's okay. he's some, easy yeah. in the it's debatable. He's easily okay. in the conversation yes both of his brothers are NFL players, and one of them is probably going to be a Hall of Famer in the NFL defensive end, Chandler Jones. If John Jones was natural, the reason he's called John Bones Jones 
It's not because Bones sounds badass. It's because he was skinnier than his brothers. They called him John Bones Jones because he was fucking skinny compared to them. Mm-hmm. If he could have played the NFL, he 100% would have played the NFL because Chandler Jones's brother, I think, has probably made $80 million, which is way more than John Jones has made, even though Chandler Jones is a very, very good football player. But John Jones is probably the top five in his sport ever. Right. Yeah. And there's that big of a discrepancy with money. 100%. If people knew I could make just as much money fighting. Well, it's not just the money. I'm saying the insurance aspect of like the but, injury but route. To me, the insurance is the money. Okay. Well, okay. So here's a retort. Then. Like, like NFL players. If America like, went like, single payer healthcare, do you think people fight more? Fuck yeah. I would okay. fight more. I'm so no, nervous okay, last yeah, week. You, but I'm just thinking like, do you think that would increase our numbers in that? Yes. Industry? Yeah. Okay. When I hurt my knee, my first thing I was thinking of is like, fuck. Like, I, like, I hope I don't have to like go to the doctor. I think and that's what we I all like, think. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to train. And I was like, oh, like, I, I, I mean, I want to train. And now my knee is like, and then I started thinking like, oh my God, my ACL, like, Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm just like probably a little high and like paranoid now, but like it hurt, <laughs> like it got better after a week, but I was like, fuck. And if I was a major athlete and I'm like, yo, I could play baseball and make way more fucking money. I could be a middle reliever lefty that sucks, but is good enough to make a 25 man roster when there's like 30 teams so 600 players and I'm making 2.6 million dollars you know mm. like that you're like that's insane and you could be a great 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 fighter top five in the world and you're not making 2.6 million dollars in three years yeah yeah so like the the fighters are literally like taking huge risks which also makes me think some of these fighters are not totally rational which makes mm-hmm. them more likely to say stupid shit and be like mm-hmm. a little wild because they already have that wild, they're evil Knievels, you know? They're like, mm-hmm. they're, they're somewhat world-class athletes, but like they're not world-class enough to be playing baseball or basketball, like a traditional sport right? that makes way more money. Yeah. And they could go to college and do the thing and like be around the world. Like they're more grinding. They're working at fucking Costco yeah. and training, you know? Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think the sport will go over time, 10, 20 years. You'll see more safety precautions brought into the sport, more rules, maybe more gear, maybe just better gear. Yeah, I wonder. And then hopefully, yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, UFC, you have healthcare now, you know, if you're in the UFC. But like, if you're on a local circuit, you're on your own. It, yeah, it would be interesting. I wonder if a uh, single payer healthcare, if one of those benefits, I'm not saying I'm for or against that, but, uh, you know, that that would be something good for the fight community. As a business owner, I am for it. Like, I just feel like, why do businesses have to fucking worry about your health care? Like, nobody else does that. Like, that's mm. like a rich country. It just like eases so much more stress. And then it's like, all right, do whatever the fuck you want. Work wherever the fuck you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so many people are stuck in like bullshit jobs because they're like, fuck, I need this insurance, you know? Yeah. Where. And I think like, especially like athletics, like everything is your body. I was watching a movie the other day. They're talking about a dancer and she broke her ankle. They couldn't dance like, you know, like that was her. And it was like competitive dancing, like, you know, so like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that can get hurt, like doing simple things. And it's like, uh, like it can ruin their career. Like, I think that's annoying. And it's people that love fighting. I don't know, like Bisbing's eye, like everybody's always getting hurt. Like 
it's not enough to get insurance while you're fighting. You need yeah. lifetime insurance. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Which, yeah, Tim Sylvia is- was ha- was having a whole bunch of problems earlier this year, and he got no help, no help from Dana and the UFC. Even though he's still claiming that it's from the Frank Mir fight where he broke his forearm. Really? Yeah. And he was a world champion for the UFC, like a multiple yeah, time, multiple time, yeah, mm-hmm. in some of their greatest fights ever. Um, and if they're Madness. not taking care of people like that, you know, they're not taking care of the people that fought like three or four times and they may not have been he's good broke but from they... those medical expenses now. And he's like, it sucks that no one's helping me when I got this for them. And, and, and I'll, I'll stick with this. Everything is like dying by a thousand cuts because you have people like that. And then, so what do they do? Most people, they medicate with like alcohol, right? Like pain pills, some mm. drugs, whatever. Then they feel like left out by their former career and former people. And then what do they do? They go on Twitter and they say bullshit or whatever. They get angry. And then people go, oh, well, look at the assholes in the sport. And Mm. it's kind of like, yo, it's like a thousand cuts of just just take care of people. I think in the long run, the value will come back to you Mm. where why even risk like bad PR, you know? Yeah, I feel bad. Like a lot of fighters, a lot of athletes in general have to deal with like once that time is over, once they retire, it's like that was like who they were. So now they have to like be someone and not that fighter and not that football player. And that's like a hard thing to cope with because then it's like, who am I outside of that? Yeah. So they have like this crisis. Now imagine someone like Tim Sylvia, like I'm a fighter. He's had to gone through that retirement and all that stuff. And now he's hurt. And now he's like living, you know, like the, the, the tailor end of his life, like broke, hurt and all this. And he's like, was that even all worth it? Like you can almost like question your whole life with something like that. Yep, That's that. Yep. And it's not it, everybody feels that psychologically. Like that's why they say sometimes people after they retire, like die, you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like, oh, I have nothing to do. So cop, doctor, engineer, right. whatever. They're like, I got to keep doing it now. Imagine as a fighter, but you're living in pain. Yeah. And if you're not living in pain, maybe it's there's drugs helping you. So you're living fucking high. And then like you're just like angry. And then you just have more angry people on the Internet. And it's kind of like it contributes to the division. I feel like we have in society like it all. It all adds up. It's not like just the one to one connection of like, oh, this guy's a dick. So he says something stupid. Mm. It's like, no. Like, oh, this person didn't shake his hand. And then this person felt this way. And then they're fighting. And then there's adrenaline. And then he won. And then, oh, by the way, if you say something uh, controversial, more people will follow you. And then you mm-hmm. get more hits. And then and then it just keeps adding and adding. And then it's yeah. like people fighting. And then that's what it, it becomes about that because we make it about that. That is pretty crazy. I wonder if things will change uh, over time for the better. Have some of those things. If fighters get paid more. Did you see UFC uh, over the last nine months has made more money than the other nine month period? Yeah, you, you sent it to me. $288 million last quarter. Yeah. And would you say the earliest number was for the amount fighters got last year? It was like 100. It was 2019, and the total fighter pay was something like 150 million. Okay. So, yeah, estimates have always been that UFC is paying somewhere between like 10 and 20% revenue mm-hmm. to fighters where NFL, hockey, NBA, all the top sports are generally 50-50. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is like kind of interesting. And obviously in boxing, 
lower fighters get nothing. There's a better middle class in MMA, but the richest of the rich in boxing make a shit ton. So yeah, this just kind of f- finds like further proof a little bit of like, you're being a little cheap, especially with inflation. Like inflation now is the worst it's been in like 30 years. It's like 6%. So they've been giving $50,000 bonuses for the last like 10 years. If it followed along with inflation, those bonuses should be like $80,000 or something mm. like that. And they're still keeping, so it's like you're get, it's like you're still spending a dollar for potato chips, but you're getting 30% less. Right. Right. Yep. You're getting this deflation and we're seeing that with our own fighters too. It's like, you're going to hurt yourself in the future. You, you, you got to pay for what you get. Like that's one of the beauties of capitalism. Like people feel more appreciated when you pay them. Yeah. Pay we'll them. see. I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, that's the long-term plans of like a Bellator or one FC. I would definitely invest. I would still invest in the UFC. Cause I still believe MMA is going to be the biggest sport in the world in like 30 years. Like I don't, in the end, like I don't think any of these cultural things will happen. It'll just build on controversy if anything, and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. But I would also invest in all the other promotions too, just as a way to hedge the vet because right. they're doing unique stuff and fun stuff for the fighters really too. And for the fans, yeah, I want yeah. to see Logan Paul, yeah. Tyrone Woodley. Like, I think that's fun, or Paul, mm-hmm. well, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of guys like Tyrone Woodley, there's been a lot of stuff. We'll talk about some current events where um, I saw Jake Paul or Clarissa Shields. She uh, called out Jake Paul for a sparring match. Did you see that? No, I would 100% pay money to see that. Yeah, she said she'll put up like for whatever. She said something crazy, like a million dollars or something. I don't know what it was. She's like, we'll spar eight eight rounds or maybe nine rounds or whatever. And whoever wins, you know, five out of those nine rounds can take home the purse. Why'd she say spar instead of fight? Yeah, I don't know. Is the idea an exhibition? Is it that the commission? Yeah, is maybe that it's an exhibition. It's not like a professional record fight. Okay. That's, that, that, that's my guess. Yeah. It's also um, intergender. So I don't think any commission would approve that. So maybe that's lo- the angle. I would love to see that fight. Who, Do does think, Jake Paul win? Because he's just... For, I think for sure, but... I don't you think know. for sure? Yeah, at this point, yeah. I would think not for sure, but I would think most probably, which would be so exciting. Like, I would love... Because she's she's like the greatest female yeah, boxer Obviously, ever, he's though. not going to do it. What does he get out of it? Dude, like, no. The publicity, I, I don't think Jake, is good. I would respect Jake Paul so much more. <laughs> If he fought Clarissa, because it would it would be like be a really, better villain, yeah. Such a good villain, a troll. It would be, I think, more for women's rights than not being like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it'd be like, yo, yeah, like John, not fighting John a woman McEnroe. is more sexist than fighting. <laughs> yeah, no, John McEnroe played Billie Jean King, right? And Billie Jean King beat John McEnroe. Like, I don't know that much about the story, but I know it was like a big moment in like. Women's sports. I, I don't know if it was like, I feel like I have to do more research on that story because people have said certain stuff, exhibition. Because I've also heard the Serena, Serena and Venus Williams have lost to like the 244th ranked man in the world. And he was like apparently smoking a cigar in between like sets. Like it's just, there's, there's that big of a discrepancy. But I mean, you said... Cl- Clarissa Shields is one of the best boxers ever, right? Like female boxers ever. Yeah. So the level of difference, like including the strength of a man with her, like I think would be minimized. I would love to watch that fight. A lot I bigger. think 
you see Clarissa Shields, her last MMA match? She got wrecked. No, but she got what? Like wrestled to the ground and sub. Like she just wasn't a good. She didn't get sub. She just got TKO'd smashed. Really? Yeah. All right. I don't know that. I, if Jake Paul lost a lot of weight, like, you know, and made it close, like, I, I think that would be mm. like a fun fight. Yeah, maybe. That'd be and funny. it's boxing. Well, I'm, what's interesting is, uh, I mean, well, Jake Paul set on Tommy Fury, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyrone's not getting his rematch, which is, uh, that's also fuck, funny. Fuck Tyrone Woodley. I think like. I know he's I, like screaming. He's like, I got the tattoo. And you're like, <laughs> you're so such a bitch. Now. You're like such a pussy. Like from the fucking streets of like Missouri, like tough St. Louis, like you pretend to be. And then you're like sucking this guy's dick to fight you one more time when you could have fought him in the fucking sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Mm. You're a bitch. I'm sorry, Tyrone. Like you haven't thrown punches since Wonder Boy. Like obviously you can murder so many people, but your fight IQ is like horrible. Mm. I'm sorry, like it really hurt his legacy. Yeah, I'm so upset at what he did for the MMA community there. <laughs> I don't know. No, really, like I think he deserves like more hate. Like I don't know. He talked yeah. a good game before he fought Jake Paul, and I had more respect for Tyrone Woodley than I ever did before that fight. Mm-hmm. And thinking like, yo, he changed, and he's gonna show there's levels to this shit. And then he basically went down to Jake Paul's level and was like, yo, yo, I got to treat this guy like he's, you're, fuck you. You suck. (laughs) And then you got the tattoo. You should have just, you should have just been like, yo, you know what? I almost knocked you the fuck out. The rope saved you. I'm not getting no tattoo. You're a little bitch. And that's it. Just say that. Yeah. And I would have respected that way more. And then you live your fucking life. You made $3 million or whatever. Like respect. But you're like, you know, please fight me again. Like, I'll get a tattoo. I love Jake Paul, my finger. And more interesting things. I saw Ben yeah. Askren talk that he would have beat Khabib. He'll, he says he could still beat Khabib in a grappling match. No, you lost to Damian Bay in a grappling match. Well, that, that was his word. And I'm like, dang, some bold statements lately. Okay, maybe Ben Askren peak, like right after college, like training hard. Like, that would be like a great mythical match. But... I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe Ben is just doing it for the business. Maybe he can get Khabib in a grappling match or something. And another grappling match that just got announced was John Jones versus uh, Jake Hager. I know him as Jake Hager in AEW, but because he's also a professional wrestler. But either way, John Jones is versing him in a grappling match. Is Jake Hager good? I don't know anything about him. Yeah, he's an MMA fighter. He's got a decent record. He's good. Yeah. Is he like, should he tap out John Jones? Like, is he like a really great submission dude or no? Like, I don't know anything about him. No, I think John Jones should win. This is what I meant. Like when you said like, oh, would you watch this? Would you watch that? I would watch all of this stuff individually, which is what makes MMA so exciting. It's like all of them combined. Like one FC does that. They do like a, like a Muay Thai match and then an MMA match. They even do. There's like a hybrid one, too, where they do like a Muay Thai round, an MMA round, a Muay Thai round, <laughs> MMA round. It's kind of crazy. That would be so much fun. Wrestling, jujitsu, and then Muay Thai, and then boxing or something. Like, that would be... That's so nuts. That would be a great, like, uh, pentathlon. Right, yeah. Yeah, decathlon of uh, MMA. Yeah. That would be so cool. Like, can you last? Like, Because then it's also about endurance, and then each one individually and strategically. Mm -hmm. Maybe whoever wins the round could pick what the next round is. That'd be crazy, too. Well, there'll be a lot Start of logistics in that. Like if you got gloves on, I got to take those gloves off, the wraps off. Like that might take time. Yeah. So what? That's fun. That adds. Yeah, maybe to the, that's true. That adds to the drama. 
Yeah. That would be exciting. Um, I would definitely watch that. What else was there? There was also Hamzat versus Jake Hermanson in a wrestling match this weekend. Yeah. Um, and Hamzat won it yeah. pretty significantly. A lot of good throws, takedowns. Yeah. Um, and Jack or Jake Hermanson? Jack. Jack Hermanson. It's a pretty strong dude. 185. And at some points, depending on the angle of the picture, Kamzat looked bigger. But during the fight, they looked pretty much the same size. Mm-hmm. But Kamzat's strength did not look... It did not look like he was straining much harder than what he's doing at like welterweight or whatever. Like, yeah, he looked he looked very comfortable at 185, and that he could take people down. And Jack Hermanson has taken a lot of people down and submitted them. Yep, I'm so pumped for Kamzat. I think we all are. Um, I think uh, when we made that story about who could potentially dethrone Usman, I think it was an overwhelming Hamzat like just bar- barrage of answers. Yeah. And I think it's also because Kamaro's already wiped out the division. So right. it kind it kind of works with just how good Kamaro is as well. Mm-hmm. As well as our desire to hype. You think there's any way they throw comes out December 11th? Or is that too soon? I think it's too soon. I'm going to wait till January. I the was same hoping thing with like- Makachev. I think like, um, Hamza and Makachev are kind of like, they're both in like the too early realm, like one more fight. Yeah. Definitely one more fight, but I hope we see it sooner rather than later. Like, I feel like we might see comes out like January. Like they want to get him in. Like if yeah. it's not December, it's January. If it's not January, it's February. Like as soon as I possible. Mean, that's good about Hamzad. He's, he's a fight anybody. He just started calling out Sean Brady after his win last night. He's like, oh, he's 15 and 0. I'll fight him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And I'm glad I'm glad Hamzad didn't fight Michael Cassia because Cassia or whatever. Like, I feel like he was a little bit overrated. I mean, obviously a great fighter, but like I don't know if he was like top 10 material. Well, I'm sure he's probably still in the top 10, but yeah, Sean Brady. I mean, Sean Brady has been an up and coming for a while. He's sick. Yeah, everyone's time is definitely limited, though. And any given night, anything could happen. Yeah. Any given night. January 22nd, you have Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gan. You have Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo, the trilogy. Yeah. You have Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson. Yo, throw Kamzat on that shit. That'd be sick. Give me Kamzat at 185 versus Sean Strickland. And I am the happiest dude in the world. That's like, sick. yeah. Especially on a fucking Francis Ngannou card. Like, people are going to be watching that. Like, throw him on with like some of these giants. So here was a debated question that was thrown out online, and it was an overwhelming answer. People asked, who does Hamzat have a better chance of beating, Usman or Adesanya? Everyone picked Adesanya. Yeah. I, I, You're one the way them. he showed Hermanson, I would think so too. It's re- That's so interesting because um, Adesanya's only lost once to a guy that was like 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. And it's automatic where you're like, oh, all right, like now that we've seen Izzy beat, like now everyone thinks like, oh, he can be beat by like anybody. I think it's more of the wrestling aspect where I think people realize wrestling is superior to the it other. He's a lot bigger, though. I wouldn't say a lot bigger than Kamza. I think I would I say he's big. He's bigger, but I don't know like how much bigger because Kamza could fight 185 too. He okay, looks so okay. When I, so when I'm talking bigger, I don't just mean in the weight. I'm talking about the length, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But Kamzat's tall too. And Kamzat has like a weird torso. Like he's got that Dominic Reyes, like just. He does, yeah. 
he's got like a weird long body, like great body, like we're fighting. Like he's not a mm-hmm. he's definitely not stumpy, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't I know. Like I, has- I actually think that um, he has a better chance against Usman than he does Adesanya. I mean, it could be debated. I wouldn't be like, yeah, no. for sure. For you sure. know, like each 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 side can make great argument towards it. I'm sure the size helps against Usman. Usman not having fought like many bigger people, like Izzy did at least go in there with Jan and has kickboxed against uh, heavyweights. So like, yeah, I also just think like Izzy's accuracy and KO power would be tough, tougher than Usman's, you know? Yeah. It comes out, hasn't fought a striker like Izzy, but he's definitely fought some world-class wrestler. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. But I, I still think wrestling has the advantage of most other martial arts especially like the wrestling over striking advantage is like greater than like the wrestling over jiu-jitsu or jiu-jitsu over striking or whatever like in that game like there's a higher it depends on the fighter i think it just depends at this point because like you have a wonder boy who's not a wrestler still good yeah but he he got much better after he learned how to wrestle yeah i mean the same thing you're saying like you know is he like i don't think wrestling has to be your base still fair yeah fair yeah well you're also talking about two of the greatest kickboxers in the world <laughs> so sure. like you have you have to be at a certain level like wonder boy and izzy like and and that's not like machida mm-hmm. but machida also had like dope sumo too and like he wasn't mm-hmm. afraid of being taken down like he had such great core strength i feel like izzy has that too like you know like they know their bodies like athletes yeah, you know, Dominic Reyes against John Jones, like Gustafson. I think it's still so cool that Gustafson, fucking big, lanky Swedish dude, like nobody thinks of as Sweden as a wrestling hub. I mean, he's the only one that took down Jones and Daniel Cormier. Like, that's amazing. Now, I feel like Gustafson was like the Joe Frazier of Atlas MMA era. Because, like, without Ali, Joe Frazier would have been the best ever. And I feel like mm-hmm. Gustafson would have been that. He would have been a champion at least once. I, I think he would have defended the belt for a while. Yeah. I don't know about for a while because there were some close fights he had. But yeah, he's 100% a champion and then guaranteed Hall of Famer where right now, like he's more like Rocky one. Mm-hmm. People love him, but yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see Gustafson fight again. He lost at heavyweight, but I felt like he was doing pretty good. I know. Yeah, I think it just passed his time at this point. We'll see. He's still pretty young. He is. I just think he's been through too many wars, too many fights, too long. He's 34 years old. He's yeah. going to be 35 in January. Mm-hmm. And who's his last fight against? It's also like the heavier weight classes, like light heavyweight, heavyweight. It's like more wear and tear. And I feel like Gustafson has gone like do some wars, five round affairs where you're like, it's tough. He's also fought four times no he's only fought five times in the last five years yeah that makes sense and he beat jan blagovich current uh former yeah then after that he beat glover Teixeira, who is the current light heavyweight champion yep that's pretty amazing and he barely lost to cormier he barely lost to john jones two other former light heavyweight champions he got knocked out by anthony johnson Who's the scariest fucking motherfucker at light heavyweight ever, even though he was never a champion. And then he's lost three straight. Anthony Jones, Anthony Smith, John Jones, Anthony Smith, Fabricio Verdum, my arm bar in round one 
I'd like to see him try one more time. I feel yeah, like I'm, I'm still a fan. Def- I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. I definitely want people to quit earlier rather than later because of CT, but I don't look at Gustafson as one of these people that's like punch drunk. Oh yeah. I don't look yeah. at him like that either. If he's been training a lot lately, like why can't he beat Glover? He fucked Glover up. I mean, it was a good fight. Sure. He could. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the light heavyweight division is probably the weakest division. Yeah. You, you, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. I think about that. All right. I think it's good. We covered a lot of topics tonight. Yeah. I think it was a good conversation. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Okay. So uh, beyond this podcast, you guys know that I'm also a teacher. I teach about geography and environmental and economic issues are very important to me. And so I actually have a startup. It's uh, like an Uber for everything or an Airbnb for everything. So on Airbnb, you could rent out your house. Well, on Renta, you could rent out any good service or space. So if you have a wet vac or a pressure washer that you're not really using all the time, rent it out. Or if you are a jujitsu black belt and you offer private lessons, you could rent that out at any price. Or if you have gym space, you could rent that out. Or if you're a nutritionist on the side. The idea is I wanted to help freelancers make money and you keep 100% of everything that you ask for. And uh, the idea is to reduce consumption and keep money local. You could also look at it as uh, the next generation of Craigslist. And so if you like the podcast and you kind of trust me, I would love if you check out the app and download it. If I become rich, we could just keep making fight content all the time. So uh, give it a look. Renta, that's R-E-N-T-A-H.com. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.